Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. All right, I, I, I realize that probably nobody's going to watch the game today, uh, but, uh, but uh, since the Cowboys are not playing, we're just going to be a, longer, a little longer at church today. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, people ask me all the time, who, well, who are you going for? I'm going for the L.A. Rams. Because they beat the Cowboys, which makes us look better. So, um, so uh, anybody, anybody gonna watch the game? Come on, anybody going for it? Pats? Anybody Pats? All right, cool. We got. I see you. I see you. I see you back there. Uh, um, uh, let's see. Anybody going for the L.A. Rams? All right, cool. Uh, how many had no idea it was the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. yeah like, like, what? Is, what is that? Is it, is it a soup or bowl? I don't get it. Um, but uh, we're glad that you're here. We're gonna have a good time uh, today. And um, we, we just want you to know, man, we've been praying for you. We're excited that you're here. And we are going to start a new series called Gains. Gains. And so I, let, me, let me just explain it to you a little bit. You know, I don't know how you feel about moving into the new year. Maybe you're like, man, ready? You know, I play in the eye of the tiger. you like, you're just ready. You know, rising up. you just like, it's there. You're ready for a new year. Maybe you're just like, ugh. Uh, I just got used to 18 and now we're in 19. I'm messing up all my checks. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, if you still write a check, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, here's the thing is I just want to explain the term gains. So, so gains is a trending hashtag that people use on social media. And so uh, some of you, you know, below 43, uh, 44, you're just like, yeah, hashtag. Above 45, you're like, what is a hashtag? Okay, it's a pound sign with a word. It's a pound sign with a word. And so, um, but we're just, um, we're wanting to talk about that because we've obviously seen that in culture that everybody's talking about making gains. And so when you think about that, that terminology is uh, when people start to put on muscle and put on bulk when, when they start getting into shape. Uh, maybe they increase in their financial uh, situation and, and they got a raise. Come on, and they're talking about I'm making money gains or I'm making financial gains. Uh, uh, another thing that they, uh, happens is when you uh, come into a new success or a new opportunity uh, and you put your resume in and maybe you get, you know, uh, you get just a new position that's uh, maybe better pay and you're just like, okay, I'm making gains. And so we're just going to talk a little bit about that here today because while all of those moments are great, uh, uh, those are all external. Those are all external. And so uh, uh, here's the thing is we believe that the spiritual gains that happen in your life, the things that happen internally change everything externally. And a lot of people, you know, getting in shape, working out, making more, doing all those, all those things are great and none of them are bad. But, but here's what I would say. I would say that most of the time people focus on the external when some, some of the deeper things are internal. And we believe that if you get the internal things right, everything else in your life will, will begin to move you towards um, uh, success, will begin to move you toward um, winning. And, and we see countless times in the Bible that God uh, has this idea where, you know what, I, I don't want you to just win in heaven, but I want you to win here on earth. I, wa I want you to win. And, and, and so uh, I just want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I, overlooking through our, our culture, it's amazing how many 
there now it's like uh, uh, you know companies and organizations are really working hard on customer service even to the next level and i think that one of the reasons uh when we go to a store or a restaurant that has like incredible customer service come on it's like you go to chick-fil-a come on and when they bust out my pleasure you're just like we're gonna be friends it's like, I, I, like, you get me, like, you feel me, you respect me as a person. It's like, it's like I just, I'm going to send you a Christmas card. You know, it's just like, it's all of a sudden. And, and the reason I think we, we respond that way is because there's so much negativity in, in our world that when you find one place that wants to smile at you, you're like, I was going to buy one, but now I'm going to buy two. <laughs> just keep talking to me. You know, and, 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 and it's this, there's this concept where there isn't a lot of hope. There, I just... You know, and, and so, you know, we, we try to put our hope on one, one political party or the other. We try to put our hope on ourselves. We try to put our hope on education. We try to put our hope on a lot of things. Well, we're just going to do us. And so if we just do us, it'll be okay. But, but the truth of the matter is, as a church, we need to understand that um, without hope, and there can be no great breakthroughs in our life without hope. I mean, and here's the thing is we're not a church of once of what was once was. We're a church of now, tomorrow, the, the future. We're not a church that just, it, we're just not trying to commemorate what God has done in the past, but we're a church that's wanting to move on to what God wants to do in the future. Does that make sense? And so without hope, the Bible says that, that without, without hope, man, we... We just become bland. I mean, the Bible says that the, these are the things that will remain, faith, hope, and love. And, and I just want to encourage you today, wh where's your hope? Where's your hope? As we begin to talk about this, we are a church that believes that God can still turn around a marriage. We are a church that believes that God can still, come on, help our young people even though they're struggling. We are a church that believes that there is no issue bigger than God. There is no addiction bigger than God. There is no problem bigger than God. Does that make sense? And so we still believe that God can do great things. That anger may have an issue, a hold on us, but God is bigger than anger. God is bigger than lust. God is bigger than depression. God is bigger than these things. And we, when we lose our hope, then we think, oh, well, I'd, just be, I'd be like this forever. I can't change. I've tried to change. I can't, I can't do anything. And here's what I'm telling you is that we are hoping for more in 2019, and we are wanting people to make some great gains. Psalms chapter 41 verse 5 says this, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within? me hope in god come on everybody just say that with me real quick one two three hope in hope in god hope in god don't 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 hope in the economy come on don't hope in in in, in a political party don't don't hope in the fact that maybe walmart will open up four more other places here don't hope in the fact we hope in so many don't we i do kind of hope in the fact that there won't be traffic you know so so i but but the truth is if we're not careful we will hope in a lot of things and our happiness and so Sometimes even our worth will be conditioned on if everything's going right in our life. If everything's going right in our life, then I can be happy. And my assignment today is hope again. Hope again. In John chapter 5, and we're going to spend some time here walking through this text. And I just want to kind of open up this, this dialogue as we begin to see a, a, a man who had lost some hope. John chapter 5, verse 2 
And we're going to read here a couple verses. It says this, Now there in Jerusalem by the sheep gates at the pool of Aramaic uh, called Bethesda, which was five roofed colonnades, in these lie a multitude of individuals. Now look at this. The blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One man was there who was an invalid for 38 years. Come on, that's too long. 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, and he knew that he had already been there for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? Now, okay, listen, I, I, you know, I'm not going to second guess Jesus. This is, the word is perfect. Does that make sense? But I am going to just, can we just go real life for about five seconds? Here you are struggling for 38 years and someone walks up to you and go, do you want to be better? And you're like, no, man, I'm good right here. <laughs> yeah, I want to be better. Why do you think I'm at the pool? Well, I'm here because we believe that something's going to happen. And so I'm just waiting. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on my opportunity. I'm waiting. And Jesus is like, hey, do you want to be healed? Come on. It's just like, have you ever said something and got a dumb look? Come on, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like you said it and people are like. And at that moment, you realize what I said was not right. It was not good. It did not unlock love. You know what I'm saying? What I said, come on men, what I said did not unlock anything good. In fact, uh, and there are things that you just don't know, especially young in marriage. You're just talking about, hey babe, we need to work out. And she's like, well, we need to what? We need to what? And you're, you're not thinking like anything bad. You're just like, hey, I want to do life with you. Let's just work out together. Let's just do this. Come on. We can quality time and treadmill. It'd be great. And she's like, what are you saying? I'm, 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 I'm saying I, I love you. <laughs> I'm going to go. You, you want a sandwich? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just, have you ever had that? Jesus is like, do you want to get healed? Like, like, like a satire, like what? Uh, look at this, and, and here's the response. Here's the response. The sick man answered, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. And while I am going, another steps in before me. Jesus said to him, Take your mat, your bed, and walk. Okay, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. He can't walk. <laughs> he can't walk. Like, I, can you imagine if that was like right now? Like, oh man, he would be plastered on MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. Local preacher tells lame guy to get up and walk. How insensitive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hashtag fire him. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag leave the church. I mean, just can you imagine? Like, just can you think about the, the insensitive? Just can, just can we think about it for a second? This man has been laying on his bed for 38 years. You would think that Jesus would be like, oh. wow. Wow. I, I have no idea what you're going through. And I think I'm just going to lay down here for 38 years too. So that I can get a full picture of what you've been through. See that, listen, 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 listen. What our society does is different than what the gospel does. See the gospel, 
And, 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 I, and here's one thing that I, I want to make sure that I am clarifying. I, I believe in counseling. I believe that there's help. I believe that sometimes things happen so traumatic that you need to help have help walking through them. But our world would rather have pity on the broken. But the gospel is we just want to see the broken. Come on. Healed. See, we want to see the broken. Jesus was not about, the conversation didn't go, how did you get here? The conversation was about, where do you want to go? Man, we're going to make some gains in life. You don't have to be here anymore. We can move on from here. It's not about what happened and how you got here and who hurt you, who tripped you and you fell. It's, it's not about all of that. It's about where we want to go. And if we can't move our faith into where we're going to go, then we will idolize where we've been, and the anthem will be who hurt us, how we hurt ourselves, and what decision we should have made or didn't make. And people, way too many people, even church people, live with woulda, coulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Well, my marriage, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, and I, I had that opportunity today, and I had that opportunity to get married, and I had that opportunity. I took this business deal, and I did this, and I did it. And woulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And what happens is it, it's no longer about where we're going. It's about all the mistakes that we've made. Come on, help me. Help me. Listen. Here's what he says. Jesus said to him, get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed. Come on, somebody, and walked. And now the day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who was healed, it's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to take your bed. Oh, she's, never mind. I can't go there. <laughs> and Jesus answered him, and he answered them and said, the, the, uh, the, the man who healed me? Uh, the, the, he's, the, that man said to me, take up my mat and walk. So I'm just like doing what he said because I'm walking. Like, I, like, I, like I've done it your way and I haven't been walking. And now I'm doing it this way and I am walking. And come on, does that make sense? And, and, and I need to just have a moment right now because I really don't appreciate you dogging on my mat. Because over the last 38 years, we've been real close. The difference is, now I'm holding it, it ain't holding me. Does that make sense? Now, now, I, now I'm moving forward. And so I just want to talk about three thoughts real quick about how to make gains this next year. Three thoughts about how to make gains, and then I'm going to get out of your way. The first is this, there will always be an excuse. There will always be an excuse. There will always be that. Come on, any of you ever tried to go hit the gym after not being there for a while? Come on, you go and you hit the gym and, and you see everybody and there's people like on the, on, you know, on the bench and they're like, Ugh! and they got the bane and they're sweating and, and people are like on the treadmill and it's like they're treating that, the, the treadmill so bad. It's just like they're running heavy and it's just the treadmill's rocking and you're looking around and you're like seeing all this like perspiration and you're just like... I feel like I'm losing calories right now watching. <laughs> and you just feel like so un un unmotivated to, to like get and then, and come on, and then here they come, the excuses. You've been out for a while. 
For me, I, I, in May, I got in a wreck, and I, I haven't been to the gym. And so this last month or so, I've kind of been in, and I, I used to run, like, straight. And now, kind of, yeah, and, I, and so I'm, like, kind of unmotivated, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't, I'm not fat. And, then, and so I tried to run a mile, and the time was like, wait, I was like, oh, and I was Maybe I'm going to walk fast this time, you know, and so like I couldn't do, come on somebody, what I used to do, and so I'm like kind of like internally, I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe, maybe running's not my thing anymore, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I go and I, I start doing a few weights, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going back on some weight, and, and it's kind of, and, and I'm kind of unmotivated, and I'm kind of thinking about Krispy Kreme somebody, and you know, I'm, I'm just like real talk here, just real like bearing my heart, and um, and then you start coming up with all the excuses. Well, I was in a wreck. Well, I don't have time. Come on, the church has grown. I mean, obviously, I mean, do you think Jesus was working out? I just, I don't think, I've got, got to minister to the flock and the flock, the flock. I just, I'm working out. I'm not, I don't think I have time for that. And just, come on, all the excuses that can come. Well, if my wife would do it with me, if my wife would do it with me, then we could do it together and we could bond and that would be great. And I don't have a plan. I don't have a plan. And so I, I kind of get there and I'm like, I do it like everything, but I don't really do nothing. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? This is a cool one. What does this do? <laughs> oh, man, whoo, feel stronger. And, and, but, like, nothing's really happening. And, and, and maybe for you, like, you're totally turned off by working out. You're like, Pastor, you should have used another example. And so for you, maybe it's moving to a new city, getting a new job, having a new friend, trying to get back involved in church. Maybe you thought your career would take off faster than it did. Maybe you never planned to be where you were. Come on, it's, it's, it's a thousand things that come up with all of us. Um, I thought by now I, I would be married. I thought, uh, I thought we would stay married. I thought that this, I thought, come on, and all of that stuff begins to plague us. Is, is this real talk? And what happens is uh, we begin to make excuses. And we, and, and we begin to look at some people as, well, it was easier for them, but my situation, does that, does that make sense? Nobody knows my situation, and nobody knows what I've gone through, and nobody knows what I've dealt with, and nobody knows the history of health issues that I've had, and nobody knows, and before we know it, we've been on our back for a while. Before we know it, there's a calling of God. There's something in us. We know there's more in us. That's why we're next to the pool. There is some hope that something's going to happen, but yet something happened along the way. Come on, and we just stayed. We just stayed. We stayed where we never wanted to be. And come on, we hadn't even talked about leg day yet. Leg day takes a whole nother level. Everybody wants to skip leg day. This year, I believe that God has gains for you. And no matter what has happened in your life, no matter what has happened last week, two years ago, five years ago, my heart is that you would hope again, that you would believe again. Come on, that you would believe that gains can happen, that God has not left you, that it is not over. Come on, somebody, that good things are still in store for you. And, uh, and while everybody else may have discounted you, and while everybody else may look at you differently now, the truth is, and, and I deal with this all the time, when people come to church, because of our past, our actions, our reactions, our responses, our behaviors, people feel like they don't belong. And let me just tell you that, that's a lie. 
You do belong. You don't belong because you're good. Because the Bible says none of us are good. What makes us good is the fact that the blood of Christ, come on somebody, covers us. And so why would I judge anybody here? Because the truth of the matter is, I was just as jacked up as someone else may be walking in right now. But give it a couple years because, come on, here we, we get off our mat. Give it a couple years because you'll be walking where people thought you, you had to lay. Give it a couple years and the transformation of God will begin to happen in your life. Come on. And the things that you battled, you will be free from. Faith is more than an experience. It is something that has to be practiced. And can I tell you, we have way too many people, even in the church, that want to live comfortably. Where do you find comfort in the Bible? See, the Bible says that how do we please God? It's by our faith. So what that means is we will always step where it's uncomfortable. I'm not talking about leaps. We're not asking you to fly 10,000 feet and jump off the airplane with no parachute. Come on, because we know what will happen. You will meet gravity, and gravity will hurt, and the ground will... That's not what we're talking about. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. And here's the deal. No matter where you're at in your faith, if you've been safe just a week, maybe you've never been in church before, or you've been in safe 15, 20 years, and you grew up in church, here's what I'm telling you. You have to step. You have to step. The steps of the righteous. By faith. By faith. No excuses. Well, I've been hurt before. Everybody's been hurt before. You breathe and you've been hurt. I'm just, just step. You know what? Well, well I just, I don't, I, the one thing I don't like about church is, uh, the system. Well, I mean, when things grow, you got to be able to take care of people. I mean, the truth of the matter is, they want you to get an app when you go to Slim's Chicken or wherever because they want to know how many times you've been there. And then they want to send you notifications. Hey, come again. <laughs> Fresh batch of fries are on. Yeah. I mean, they, we want to figure out how to serve people. But we come up with so many reasons why it's okay to stay down. And here's what I'm telling you. It's not okay. Here's the second thing. There will always be naysayers. There will always be people who don't believe anything or anything that you do, any change that you will make, any major shift, well, they won't believe it. And here's the deal. It's so funny because on one side, you got the sick, and the other side, you got the religious, and on both sides... The sick want me to stay sick. Isn't it amazing that all of the sick people were hanging out together? Come on, think about it. All the sick people were hanging out together. Everybody who had the issue. Can I tell you this? Don't ever, don't ever allow a group of people to enable your dysfunction and say it's okay. God wants you to continue to move, continue to do. So here's what that looks like for us now. All offended people. Talk about all the people they're offended at. You see, here's what you don't know. Husband and wife, let me give you a thought. You can't talk about this person this teacher, this business owner, this person, this person, your family, and then eventually it not happened between y'all. 
That's naive. Because you think, well, we would never talk about each other because we love each other. Just wait. Just wait for there to be an adversity or a problem, something big to happen. And then you will not be able to quiet your mind on all the things they should have done and the things that they should have known. Come on. Is this real? See, when we give seed to sick, then we begin to perpetuate and stay in places that we should have moved out from, that we should have moved on from. Does that make sense? And so we got to make sure, are we thriving in my singleness? Who am I around? Am I thriving in my marriage? Who am I around? Am I thriving? Come on, does that make sense? At high school, who am I around? Am I thriving at college? Who am I around? Because here's the deal. The Bible says like attracts like. That doesn't mean that we give up on people. It doesn't mean that we, 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 we judge people and condemn people. But here's the deal. If I'm trying to take care, listen, of my marriage, I'm not going to hang out and play cards with everybody who, hey, your ball and chain let you come tonight. <laughs> she probably got your phone low, Jack, doesn't she? She let you at the house. walk in. I'm going to tell you something. I run things. And she can be like, you can run. Come on. This is getting too, this is getting too real. Say something funny. Say something funny. Listen. See the, see, the truth is there will always be naysayers. Have you ever met anybody that you tried to make a change and they said, well, you never do that. Don't, please don't point anybody out. Okay. Come on, you're going to hit the gym. You're going to watch what you're eating. You're going to put that new resume in. You're going to go back to church. You're going you're gonna to join church. You're going to start reading your Bible. You're going to start praying. And then all of a sudden, I don't know why you're doing that. You know, you, you know what happened the last three times. I don't know why you're doing that. You should get mad and leave again. And then you're just like, Ouch. Ouch, this time it's different. But they're like, no, it's not. Listen, between the sick and the religious people, it's hard to believe that anything, any change can really happen. But listen, the sick don't want you to leave. The sick don't want you to leave because in this group, we're all okay. But here's the thing. You're not okay. You're not okay. You're not okay. See, when you're tempted, you got to watch the crowd that you're around. When, when, when you're hurting, you got to watch the crowd that you're around. When you're unable to move out of the issue that is plaguing you, you got to watch the crowd. Come on, somebody help me. That you're around. It's very hard. It's very hard because we as a church believe that at any moment, anything can change in someone's life. And we don't condemn people. But now look at the religious. Stop carrying that mat. Stop praying out loud. You're, you're, you're being a weird Christian. It's weird. Well, what's weird about what I'm doing? You're reading the Bible. We, we have a society where all that's done in secret. We don't pray. We don't, we don't pray. Come on. That's what, that's what crazy people do. We don't pray out loud. We just kind of like, God, thank you for the food. <laughs> we don't pray. We don't pray. 
Can, can I challenge you a little bit? Listen, if you're a believer and you're intimidated to pray, then I would challenge you that maybe what you feel like has changed your life needs to be a little bit more. Because, come on, if I were to ask you, do you play music? You'd be like, yeah. Do you play basketball? Yeah. Do you work out? Yeah. Do you crochet? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you don't. Are you, are you, are you, are you, did, did you get a degree? Yeah. How you doing in your, you, you, you working? Yeah. Will you pray? No. <laughs> like, I don't know any of those guys. Come on. I don't know if you played sports, but, but it's kind of crazy the one guy that never plays, that's the most hype. Have you, have you ever met that guy? It's like, he doesn't play. He's not going to see the field. He's not going to show up at all. Dude, I'm ready for the game. It's going to be, oh, y'all ready? You don't mind? I'm going to run through the, I'm going to run through the, the thing first. The, the, like the paper. Can I do that? And all the starters are like, bro. Yeah, go, I mean, go ahead. If we're not careful, church will be like that. Come on, listen, I'm challenging you. Is this, I'm challenging you. Here's the deal. Start small. Just pray. When you get stressed out, come on, I, I, maybe this is only for me. I get it. But when you get stressed, why is God the last thing we run to? Come on, when we get stressed, when we get hurt, when we get offended, when we, when we start to carry heaviness, when we start to carry that, come on, Pray. And here's what will happen. When you begin to pray and see it leave, you'll be like, dang. This works. Shut up. What? So dumb. It's great. Yep, that's what will happen. And then all of a sudden, you, 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 your boss being mean to you, frustrating you, and you start praying for God, God I, I pray for that jerk. Because that's how it starts on the real. Come on. So dumb. <laughs> God, I pray that he's not dumb anymore. <laughs> then it'll start going to love. Then it'll be, okay, God, I'm convicted. All right, good, okay. Do something good. Something small. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, listen. Here, here's what I'm saying. Is that very quickly, we can become the religious very quickly, we can be like, uh, stop that. What are you doing? Stop that. We don't do, this is not Matt Day. This is the Sabbath. We don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got healed. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm kind of excited about it. I've, I haven't been on my back for 38 years. This is my first time I'm walking. Would you like to talk about that? No, we want to talk about the mat. What's wrong with you? Like none of these people were like, dude, you're walking. This is awesome. How's that feel? Nobody was talking about that. We got to be a church that sees people coming into a life group. Man, I see you in life group. What's up? We got we to we know that there's people over here going into deeper waters, but there's people over here just starting church for the first time. And it's like, hey, come on. We're just happy you're not. Come on. Thank you for coming. I know, I know it was hell just getting here. Man, what's up? Good job. Come on, rally. 
this make sense? We don't want to be a church of naysayers. The last one is this. There is always hope. There is always hope. Here's what I love about the story is Jesus isn't scared of the sick areas. He's not scared of the sick areas. The religious people observed the sickness and walked on. They didn't want to touch the sickness. Let me tell you this. I don't want to be a church that we won't get our hands dirty. Sometimes people have some real insecurity and fear and they don't know and they've been hurt by church. They've been hurt. And so sometimes we got to reach our hand. Come on, somebody, and get our hands dirty. We got to walk through, send a text, encourage somebody, care about someone. Does that make sense? Everybody's so mad that nobody's caring about me. But I promise you, if you begin to care about a lot of people, they will in turn care about you. And can I just, I'm going to go ahead and go a little further with this. If you've been in this church for any length of time and you don't have a friend, that's on you. Because it ain't that hard to make a friend. Hey, how are you? I like you. No, not in a weird way. <laughs> that was weird. When, I, when it came out of my mouth, I realized, uh, change it. How are you doing? <laughs> just, just go up and say, hey, I've seen you coming to church for a while. Do you want to get coffee? And if they're like, no, I hate you, move on. That's why we have three services. Just move on. But here's the deal. I mean, Katie and I have four kids. Everybody's playing basketball. I mean, everybody's like, I have to be two places at one time. And so people want to get with Katie and I. Oh, that pastor, he just doesn't care about anybody. I have kids. I have kids. And they have games. And I love you, but come on. I know one people that ain't leaving. <laughs> That's my children. Come on now. Maybe people hadn't got with you. Because it's just busy. It's not because they don't like you. Come on now. Help me. There is always hope. Jesus wasn't scared of the sick areas. Listen, if you're going to make gains in your life, you're going to have to leave the sick areas, the, players, the areas where you're on your back and on your mat. You've got to leave that. The second thing I think that is incredible about the story is the length of the issue isn't stronger than the words of Jesus. See, I've been battling this. I, I, I remember being young, and I didn't have a dad. I mean, I had a dad, obviously. <laughs> Boom. Uh, which I, do I need to talk about that? Because um, seriously, I'm, I'm not trying to get political, but yeah, let's just make it awkward. Uh, everything that God does produces life. And we have made things political and terrible because of the religious arm that tells people about their mats and focuses on the mats and not the person. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to walk you through this. But, but in the, the, the heart of trying to love the person on the mat, now we have embraced as a culture things that will never work. If you take a mama goat and a daddy goat, you will create a baby goat. 
Because everything that God does creates life. And so it's cool, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe you didn't grow up on a farm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, remember, I, I, I did apartments for like four years. We couldn't have any animals. So you're like, well, this is new. Okay? But look. Okay? A mama cat and a daddy cat create baby cats. I know you're thinking this is dumb. But listen to what I'm saying. A daddy cat and a daddy cat don't make baby cats. And a mama cat and a mama cat, listen to this, don't make baby cats. Everything that God does produces life, and everything that the enemy does produces death. When God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden, he said, be fruitful, make gains. Now, how do we reconcile? I'm not done. So all you're like, yeah, but okay, I'm not done. How do we reconcile loving broken people and helping them understand what's life-giving? That is the mandate on the church. That's the mandate on the church. So I don't care how people come. I don't care in what lifestyle they come. I don't care how they come. We're going to love them. And here's the thing. We're going to speak truth, and we're going to walk in love. And we're going to walk in love first because we see that love covers a multitude of sin, but truth will set you free. Come on, does this help? Truth will set you free. There is always hope. And the words, listen, the words of Jesus were stronger than the issue. Everyone has a past. Everyone has behaviors and actions that they regret. Everyone has this. We all do. Come on. Anybody ever messed up? All right, cool. Three honest people. Um, in this case, this man was lame. And we don't know what happened. And it would be crazy for us to judge what happened. Someone could have hurt him. It could have just been life and no fault of anybody's. Or it could have been his decision that hurt him. But Jesus was more interested on what could happen than what did happen. Luke chapter 24, verse 46 and 7 says this. And said to them, thus it is written that, the, that Christ should suffer on the third day from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations from beginning to Jerusalem. Come on and on. There is nothing that you have done that can stop the love of God from coming in and changing your life. And here's what I'm telling you. That's why you got to have hope. Well, pastor, I've been struggling. I understand. And, and you know what? Maybe there's a lot of things that we can grow in over the next year. Because I think that there, things can be broken at the altar. But the one thing that can't be broken at the altar and the one thing that can't be developed at the altar is character. Character is different. And so a lot of us, come on, if we're going to be 100%, we have character things that are hindering our next thing. Come on. I'm praying that hope arise here today. And as I end, here's my thought. This man had lost his hope. He tried on his own. And he could do nothing. 
the story of humanity is we make attempts, attempts by ourselves, and I can do it by myself, and I can achieve it by myself, and I can do this. And here's the deal: it's no different in the corporate world than it is the church world. We see corporate people that have committed suicide, and they are at the top of the game. And just two weeks ago, there was a pastor of a mega church that killed himself. And I, I'm not judging. I don't know the history. I don't know what's going on. So please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I, I'm very hurting for their family. I'm hurting for this individual. But I am saying that if we don't continue to keep hope, then all we will see is all the things that we're bad at. And that pressure is too hard. And that will kill relationships. That will wound people. And that will leave you on your back. Today, hope is here. His name is Jesus. And I believe he wants to have a conversation with you. And I believe it's time to move out of sick areas. And put your trust in the one that will never leave you or forsake you. He is the one. He is the one. So here is my question. Do you want to be healed? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.